On this week's episode of Orange Juice Optional, we are going to be talking about awkward social dilemmas. Oh, they're hard to navigate. We're going to share what Suzanne would do, but you're going to hear from me too. Now let's get this episode started. Why, hello everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Orange Juice Optional. I'm Michelle, and I'm here with Suzanne. Hey, Suzanne. Hey, Michelle. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm super excited to share with the listeners that we have pre-recorded some of our episodes because as they listen to this, we are going to be somewhere in South America. Yes, we are. And we I can't have- even believe that day is approaching. It seemed like such a good idea. It really is a good idea, but back in October, the length of it seemed like a really good idea. But as it is approaching, I'm getting a little nervous about it. It's a long time to be gone. It is a long time to be gone. And as most things, you know, when you're when you book it or you make plans for it, you know, it's two years out or a year and a half out. And it's like, oh, everything sounds great. And then as as it gets closer, you're thinking, why weren't why why did we think this was a good idea? Yeah. It really was a good idea, and we have contact if anyone needs us, but like things always seem to get a little bit more intense right before you leave for a trip, especially with the holidays. Yep, absolutely. But I'm super excited, and I just want to share with the listeners, when we return from our trip, we will share so many fun stories, because I know there'll be many wonderful memories made. We'll have plenty of funny stories. Yeah. One of us will do something entertaining, or several of us will. Oh, I'm sure. I am yeah. absolutely sure. But we won't be sharing those stories until we return, because the episodes you hear are pre-recorded, and the internet last time on the ship just was not good to support recording while gone. In today's episode, Suzanne has thought of a wonderful topic to discuss. And Suzanne, why don't you show your inspiration for this episode? Well, this goes back to when we were in Hawaii in the rain and we didn't have a lot to do but sit in our rooms and watch TV. And I was watching Hoda and Jenna, which is a fun morning show. And they have a segment that must be a reoccurring segment called Social Dilemmas, What Would You Do? And then that particular episode their social dilemmas just really spoke to me. And I thought, there are a thousand of these we could come up with. Social dilemmas that you just never quite know how to handle. And it's always nice to get someone else's perspective. Exactly. And they seem to pop up at the most inopportune times. And that's why they're called dilemmas, I guess. Right. Well, why don't we jump right into the topic? I have created a couple dilemmas based loosely on experiences in my own life. Nothing is exact. Mm -hmm. The people have been changed. Um, Right. But I'm excited to talk about this. Right. And I have quite a list too. Most of my dilemmas I actually got from Hoda and Jenna. But I think with most social dilemmas, we at some level can relate to almost all of them. I think at some point in our lives, we've experienced these situations, which is why it resonates with me. Oh, that is so true. Let's get on with it then. Okay, sounds good. (laughs) 
So I'm super excited to be here with you today, Suzanne. This is going to be a fun topic, social dilemmas. I know that we had a whole segment on what would Suzanne do, but now it gets to be <laughs> what would Suzanne and Michelle do. So I get to be a little smarty pants advice giver also. Okay, well, go for it. Okay, well, do you want to share the first dilemma or do you want me to share one? Um, I will share one. I just have to decide which one I like the best of my oh, list. There are so many of there them. There are so many. Okay, there's one that related specifically to Christmas. So it's a little dated for us. We'll change the but, holiday. Say like Valentine's Day or... Well, if a family member gives you a Christmas list and wants you to buy them a gift off their list, but you don't, but you prefer to give them something else. Can you disregard the list? I like that question. And in my mind, I'm already hearing your answer. Right. So do well, you want to answer first? Yeah. Well, it's a no brainer for me because I never use lists. Well, I use lists as guides, but I do not. I hate links to gifts where someone sends me their list and you click on the link and you it takes you to Amazon and you order it and it gets shipped to them. It's like, I think that's just stupid. Not that I haven't been known to do that for filler gifts, but I like to think that I'm giving a gift with meaning, something that means something to me about that person. And I think that is the most beautiful sentiment there that you do spend the time to go out and find gifts for people based on what you know about them and what that relationship means to you. There are some times I have received lists and quite lengthy lists. And if I don't spend a lot of time with this person, and let's say mm -hmm. they're a distant relative, but we exchange gifts, I do appreciate the list, but sometimes I feel a little overwhelmed by it. I think it's a little presumptuous. Right. So I just go and find something that speaks to me and something I think that they would like. Right. But and then so there's it, always the fear they're going to return it or they're not going to like it. So I'm taking a chance well, there too. You are taking that chance, but that's up to them. You know, they didn't get the message you were sending. They didn't receive it. They misinterpreted it. Not that that's a good or bad thing. But, oh, well, if they don't like it, they don't like it. You tried. But I do think it's presumptuous to present a list. Like, if you're going to buy me a list, that could be, I mean, I guess it's based on the idea of the wedding registry. Well, here's everything we want. So if you're going to buy us a gift, take it off this wedding registry. And I rarely do that, too. I will look at a registry to see what kind of taste they have. But there's something also very exciting about opening a surprise. Like, I wasn't expecting this. And so do you ever give cash off a registry? Hell no, I do not. It's like, <laughs> I don't believe is I don't believe in cash as a gift or frankly, gift cards as a gift. I don't believe in that because it goes against what I just said, that I'm giving something that makes me think about this person and makes me think, you know, makes me think, okay, this is person is going to know I thought about them when I found this. Right. And we all know that you are very dedicated 
to what you believe. And so if that's the way you feel. Opinion, you mean opinionated? No, I didn't say opinionated. <laughs> I just, when you have an idea in your mind and there's a way you do something, it will be hard for you to move away from that, especially when so much thought is put into it. Okay, so what's your answer to this? I mean, you already you already said part of it, but. Well, when I don't ask for a list, I feel like it's presumptuous to get one, but sometimes I do ask for a list or I do ask for ideas. I have mm -hmm. a person in my life that they will not give me any idea as to what they want. Now, I know this person very well. I know their taste in things very well, but it's really hard to come up with something. So I would like a little bit of guidance, but not a link. Right. I, if I got a link, I would like it to come from a list that I asked for. And there are some people I ask for a list and when they send the link, I'm happy to get it. Mm -hmm. And that includes my kids and other people. Just show me what you want. I'll get it for you. And I'll throw in a couple surprises too. So. Okay. That's kind Fair of enough. how I would deal with that. Okay. Well, are you ready for the second social dilemma? Yes. Fire away. Okay. This is a good one. I even wrote it out like a story. Oh. Here we go. Cue the music, the background music, the mood music. No, just kidding. Okay. You and a friend are getting ready to attend your high school reunion. A couple weeks before the reunion, you and your friend go shopping and you show your friend the fabulous outfit that you plan to wear to the big reunion event on Saturday night. Fast forward to the first night of the reunion, your friend shows up to the reunion on Friday night in the dress you showed her. What do you do? Did I stump you? No, no. I'm thinking if I just blow it off or if it depends on if I was planning to wear that dress the second night. You um, were. You were planning okay. on wearing the dress the second night. Okay. Then I would say, what the heck? Or I would say, what the hell? Why are you wearing the dress I showed you? <laughs> and yes, I would pick a fight over it because then I would have not, I wouldn't have anything to wear the second night, if it mattered that much to me. I would hope to step into grace in that moment and to get through the night without making a big deal. I would not acknowledge what they were wearing. I would not say they looked pretty in it. I would just get through the night and the next day, I don't know what I would do. Well, I would you show up in the same dress the second night, the dress that you had first? See, I think I might. I think if I'm not going to call them out on it, I might show up in the same dress the second night. If I know I'm going to look better than they did in it, I will wear that dress the second night. And if it were a different color, I would wear the dress the second night. Um, and if there was no shopping nearby, right. I would wear the dress. Otherwise, maybe I would go with plan B if I was smart enough to pack a plan B. But sometimes you're not. Sometimes you just pack exactly what you need if you're not home or your high school reunion isn't near your house. So this is going to lead me to a subcategory of our social uh -huh. dilemmas. Okay. So, so it pisses you off that your friend showed up in the dress the day before she knew you were going to wear the same dress. So you're going to give her grace and you're not going to be pissed off at her about it? I am going to give grace that night. I'm going to tell everybody else what that person did to me, and I probably will distance myself from that person moving forward, and I probably would say something eventually. But you're not really giving them grace. 
that night, in my interpretation of what grace is, when you spend the whole night telling everyone else, she's wearing the dress I was going to wear tomorrow night, unless I show up in the same dress the second night. And then it's like, see, I told you we're wearing the same, we're, you know, she wore the same dress as I did. And, you know, I think it would be for me, although I don't know that I had, I would do it, is to confront her directly and say, why are you wearing the same dress I was going to wear? On that night or the next day? Well, maybe the next day. Probably not on that night because, again, I wouldn't want to create a scene. But it's like I certainly shouldn't be going to the people around us and saying, she wore the same dress as I did. What the heck? <laughs> I probably would wait till the next day or to say something. Yeah. That night, I wouldn't ruin that night. I would just get through that night pissed, cold shoulder to her. She would have to know why I'm mad. She'd have to know. But would she? What if she forgot that? Nah, there's no forgetting in there. That is just outright showing right. up or trying right. to show up. Right. But so you would you would choose to tell everyone around her before you face her directly. I think so, because I am that petty sometimes. Or maybe that was just the old Michelle. As I said, these mm -hmm. situations are loosely based on something Reality. that may have happened in my life. Right. And I think that's what I did back then. <laughs> so. And But I think we have to look at the social dilemma, how we would handle it today. Because we are we have evolved as adults to what we are today. Because well, I I'm think, obviously still talking about the situation, so right. I'm not quite over it. Right. Okay, well, there's another. So this is a good, this is a good example of if you're not over it, you must not have dealt with it the way you should have. Because something like that, you may never forget it, but you definitely should be over it. Like, okay. And you do move on and you do right. move forward. And sometimes these people remain in your life. And so... You just find a place for it and you don't go shopping with mm -hmm. them again and you don't let them in on all the going ons in your <laughs> life. You put a little distance there and that's what I did. Which is fine. Okay, so I will tell you about this remarkable thing that happened when I, on my wedding day, my mother-in-law showed up in my after dress, my after wedding dress. We had an after party and I had an after wedding dress that I was changing into. And my mother-in-law showed up in the dress as her mother of the groom dress. Well, look at you being all posh and having a second dress before it was even a trendy thing <laughs> <Okay>. to do. <laughs> that was not the point. Okay. Well, the point is, how did you handle it? I, I But it was my mother-in-law. But I let it slide. I never said a word. I did tell her daughters, my sister-in-laws, after the fact that that happened. At the time, though, I was like, are you kidding me? She's wearing that dress that I have hanging in my closet to put on in a couple hours, which I did put on. I put on the dress. I wore the dress. And I never said a word about it to her. Or to anyone else except her daughters. Did anybody think, oh, look at that. So cute. The bride is twinning with her mother-in-law. I wouldn't know if anyone ever, no one ever said it to me. Did you get pictures together in the same dress? No, we did not. You just stayed on your side of the room. Yep. 
Okay, fair enough. So there you have it. That's how I handled it when I was 23 years old. Okay, well, what's the next dilemma? Let's see, what do I want to? Is it rude to tell the person sitting next to you on an airplane to stop talking? If they can't take the clue when you put on your headphones? Don't know. I thought I was going to be all big and badass saying, yeah, you can tell them that. But would I tell them that? I don't know if I would. I'm going to have to think about it. What would you do? I would not tell them to stop talking. And and I've been in this situation many times. And it is painful. And it is awkward because... This is where I think I get passive aggressive because my answers, you know, they ask questions, my answers become shorter and shorter, or they go on and talk about themselves. And I get more like, uh huh, uh huh, uh huh. And then when there's a pause in the conversation, then I will put in my headphones and or feign sleeping. Like, I think I need a nap. And then do you really fall asleep? No, I, I rarely fall asleep. I will close my eyes. And I have this ritual (laughs) when I fly that as soon as we take off, I put my head back and I close my eyes until we hit 10,000 feet. And so that usually shuts people down without me having to say anything because I do it on every single flight. I didn't know you had a ritual. I'm learning something about you. (laughs) I know. I know. So what about you? Well, now that you've had a few minutes to think about it. First, I'd like to say when you're like, she's talking or this person's talking to me and it's, uh uh-huh, uh-huh, I'll order another Chardonnay, uh uh-huh, uh-huh, another Chardonnay. (laughs) I thought you would handle it that way, maybe, but I was wrong. When I'm not flying with my husband or when I do not know the people sitting next to me, as soon as I get on the flight, I always put my headphones in. So... Hopefully that's a sign to them that I am not open to talking to them. Now, some people will tap you on the shoulder. Some people will insist to talk. And Mm -hmm. I will for a little while. But then I think I would say, oh, I have some work I need to get done. I'm sorry. I need to get this project done or something like that. Okay. Fair enough. Well, it's more polite than saying, shut up. I don't want to talk to you. (laughs) Well, true. True. But I I really do think that a lot of times having the headphones on is a sign that you're not open to conversation. Right. I agree. So have a cute pair or a pair that people will see. Make them neon if you have to, like bright yellow. (laughs) So there's no doubt that that's what you're doing. Yep. Okay. Well, you ready for the next dilemma? I am. Okay. And Rob thought of this one. (laughs) And I think it's very, very good. You go to dinner with a very close friend. The food is delicious and the service is impeccable. At the end of the evening, you split the bill. When your friend hands you their signed copy, you notice that they shorted the tip. What do you do? And I feel like, bam, drop the microphone. That's a great dilemma because we've all been there. We have. But I also think that we've been there where, I mean, normally when you split the tip, don't we kind of have that quick little... So what are you tipping? <laughs> it's like, where's your wh- what's your tip going to be? And if they don't have that little conversation with you, I could possibly see myself, depending on who that person is, looking up at him and saying, why'd you short them on the tip? Because maybe they added wrong. Right. I'm not saying that it was intentional. Like maybe they right. did just add wrong. Right. Or maybe they shorted them on the tip because 
they're cheap or because they didn't feel like the service was good enough. But I think it's worth they ask. Or is it none of your business? Well, it probably is none of your business. But when the service is super impeccable and everything with the night flowed right, you just kind of feel bad. So I would handle it in one of a couple ways. Mm -hmm. Um, I would just ignore it, act like I didn't see it, and that's what the tip was. But when I was saying goodbye to the waitress, I would say, and my name's Michelle. It was really nice to meet you. So they know I wasn't the one that shorted the tip. I could see myself doing that. Or mm-hmm. I could see myself adjusting my tip line in order to make it right on the whole. Yeah, I could see myself doing that too. Because there are times, you are right, there are times we all sit down and say how much are you leaving because we all want to be in the same ballpark. Um, right. But there are times that conversation right. doesn't happen. And I don't right. think I could say to anybody or criticize anybody on the amount of tip that they left and I would just right. take care of it myself. Right. Well, see, and I think it depends on the situation. Like if we're at a, a business dinner where there are eight or 10 couples at dinner, no, I'm not I got, I'm not going to call that one person out on the tip. But if it's the four of us, I'm going to ask the question before we leave the table. It's like, why'd you short the tip? Because what if they did add wrong? Or what if they, you know, it's worth the question. And if they just said, no, that's what I normally tip, then I'd say, okay, fine. It's not up to me to decide how much they're going to tip. Maybe if they did it on purpose, it's like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, it's their right to tip whatever they want to. I think we should move on because I have another social dilemma. Okay. You're invited to a wedding, but just you are invited. Is it okay to ask if you could bring a plus one or even worse, (laughs) do you just bring a plus one? You definitely do not just bring a plus one. You and I have both planned weddings We know seating charts are sometimes a deal, having enough food, because a lot of times they will plate it ahead of time. You do not just show up with an extra person. That is a big no, 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 no. What do you think? Well, I agree with that. But do you ask beforehand, then do you call the bride or whoever is doing the invites and say, can I bring a plus one? Some people would, and the reason why I answered the part of the question I answered is because I hadn't thought of an answer to the other part, so I was hoping you had one. I would not. I would never call and ask if I can bring a plus one. If they were just inviting me, I would show up, and I would not, or I would not show up. I would, depending on who it is, I would or would not show up, but I would never, ever call and ask if I can bring a plus one, unless it was my best friend or my sister. And I would agree with that also. I would just know that there'll be other people at the wedding that I I know, and mm-hmm. I would just go with the flow because you've got to consider everybody's feelings and this isn't about you, it's not your day. So honor the invite. Yep. Okay, do we have time for one more or do you want to say anything more about that one? Nope, I think we have time for one more. Okay, here's one. I did not write this one out, so I'm going to wing it. Okay. You and a friend go to a party. You actually meet at the party. And when your friend walks through the door, her outfit does not coordinate well. It's not a match. The colors are not a match. 
and it looks awkward, <laughs> what do you do? I do nothing. You just let the person celebrate who they are, feeling good in what they're wearing. Yep. That's not what I would do too. Yep. Not my business. Not my, if, okay, it goes back to the, if you can't say something nice, don't say anything at all. So yeah, if I can't say, I love your outfit, that I'm not going to comment on your outfit. That's fair enough. And I mostly follow that, except when it's my husband and we're on vacation and he shows up wearing a bright orange shirt and green, like pastel green pants. And I call him Lucky the Leprechaun. I can't help it because right. that's my husband. But if it was somebody else, I probably would just not say anything. Yeah. And that's their style. That's their sense of style. I would not want anyone to say anything to me about my color combination because sometimes I think colors look really good together. But if someone hated it after the fact, I would like them to tell me like that color com combination didn't really work. Yeah. I think if I, if they specifically flat out ask me, did you like this outfit? I would say it looked great on you. Wasn't my favorite color combination, but I thought it looked great on you. You're so kind. Well, I don't know if that's kindness or if that's just a soft blow. You know, it's like I have you have to find something nice to say about it. And see, and I know you so well. You. I can kind of read between the lines, like how you <laughs> said the words. I probably would know she hated that outfit. Yeah, but but I would only say that if you flat out asked me and you said, now be honest. I well, I hope if you ever see anything that you hate on me or something that looks inappropriate, you would say something. Well, of course I would. I would say something, especially because we shop together a lot. And if you're trying something on, if I don't like it, I'm going to tell you I don't like it. I'm going to say, it's not my favorite. And I always appreciate that. We were on a cruise a while back. You and Jeff had already left. And I had this cute little outfit from Anthropology. It kind of looked like a Pebbles Bam Bam thing. It was a top and it was some shorts. Now, mm -hmm. they washed those shorts on the cruise. And I didn't realize they were as short as they were. So I walked through Sicily with my butt cheeks hanging out of this outfit. And nobody told me till the end of the day. I didn't realize it was that short. Okay, well, that's a different scenario. I know it's a different scenario, but like, I still wish someone would have said to me, hey, you know, your butt cheeks are hanging out, right? Well, I think I would have said that to you. I think, <laughs> I think if it's an embarrassing situation, I think, or if it's something that I know would make you feel uncomfortable, but you were unaware of it, I think as a friend, I have to point it out to you. And you would have the right to say, no, I know. That's the way I wanted it. <laughs> I just and want everybody like, to see my cheeks and yeah, say she's got a okay. really cute butt. Yeah, well, but I think if I felt like it's kind of like at, you know, when your tag is hanging out, you want someone to tell you your tag is hanging out. I definitely do, even though it feels awkward in that moment where they turn it in. Yeah. But I, I would rather them do that than go around all day without my with yeah. my tag hanging out. Do you want to share one more scenario? Should we save the rest of them for another day? Let's just say, because I have enough here for a whole other episode. So I think we could do another episode on this. And I do too. So I don't think we're short of dilemmas in our lives. I agree. Yeah, things just come up, things happen, and that's how we deal with them. Well, with that, why don't we move on to closing? 
Well, Suzanne, that was a fun episode. I loved hearing your opinion on all the different dilemmas that come up in our life. I did too. And I was just thinking, instead of doing a whole nother episode, it might be something that we just do one social dilemma per episode or one social dilemma a month that we talk about. I love that. We're always evolving. I know. So there we have it. Always changing. Well, with that, do you want to share the book that we are reading? I know you've shared it before, but for those Mm -hmm. just tuning in for the first time. The Book of Joy by Desmond Tutu and the Dalai Lama. Yes. And we will be talking about that book in our last episode of January. For those of you who listen to us regularly, we will not be having an episode next week. We're taking next Tuesday off, but we will be back on January 23rd with another new episode for your listening pleasure. Anything else you want to share before I give the something to sip on? I think I'm good. You think you're talked out today? I think so. Yeah. (laughs) Well, maybe I am too, but here's your something (laughs) to sip on. Have you ever wondered which hurts the most? Saying something and wishing you had not or saying nothing and wishing that you had. Author unknown, and that's your something to sip on. Until next week, everyone. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.